What's happening, everybody? This is Can I Get More Podcast and my monitor. I am Johnny Ruckus. I hope all is well today. I got a great show for you today. I'm sharing my conversation with my friend Bruce Humphreys from the Milwaukee based band Bruce Humphreys and the Rockabilly Rebels. Uh, we talk about Rockabilly and where his interest in this genre stems from. Uh, we talk about his affinity for Gretsch guitars. And we also uh, get into his injury that almost took his ability to play guitar. And we also talk about staying busy during quarantine. So uh, I'll stop yapping. Here's Bruce Humphreys. Thanks a lot. All right. So Bruce Humphreys, it's been a while. How's it going, my man? uh living the dream on this end living the dream there you go now I, if uh if only we could do you know because living the dream is always like a you know oh I'm, I'm living the dream bud you know it's like one of these things too bad that's like if you say i'm living the dream too bad there's like negative connotations to it now <laughs> yes i say it very sarcastically <laughs> ah. Yeah. But, you know, if I say it enough times, maybe I'll start to believe start it. Start to believe it. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, I I don't know a ton about Rockabilly. Okay. Well, for, you know, Bruce, hum- Bruce Humphreys and the Rockabilly Rebels, so whoever's listening. Um, I don't know a, a ton about it. I think my, um, you know, my early, you know, my extent is like Brian Setzer, you know. That's that's about it. I know there's obviously a ton more. There's a bunch of eras oh, yeah. from it, but you know that's my um, understanding. So, like in your words, what is what is rockabilly? What is it? What is that? What does that do? Uh, whenever I have to describe what rockabilly is, I tell them '50s rock and roll, but that we uh, have a, more of a rock and roll, some punk elements to it. We're not straight up rockabilly. Um, probably too hard for the rockabilly crowd too soft for the psychobilly crowd um so yeah i mean i always use like early elvis as you know everybody knows who elvis is still i think yeah um so uh you know that that whole sun records johnny cash jerry lee lewis uh sound um i got a lot of that uh influence in my songwriting um and of course, the Stray Cats, the Stray Cats, uh, Brian Setzer, um, he's the one, that band is the one that exposed me to all these other great rockabilly artists and um, way back in the 80s, early 80s. <laughs> sure. It so. is. Oh, go ahead. I'm, if you're. No, that's, that's okay. all I was going to say. Um, so is that, I would assume that's maybe not your like earliest influence or like you grew or did you kind of like grow up and then it's like you saw that and was like, Oh, that's mine. Like how does, were you listening to other stuff like from your parents or anything like that before that? Uh, Yeah. So my parents, uh, they were not, well, I remember them going to like bluegrass festivals. So we'd go camping. Uh, the campgrounds would have these bluegrass festivals. This was in Indiana, Kentucky. Um, so, but I don't really recall them listening to bluegrass in the house. I remember a lot of John Denver, um, which is pretty funny because uh, uh, 
God, it just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> although, although I do have to admit that when I came across a John Denver album at a rummage sale, I did pick it up just for, you know, just for memory's sake. Sure. Because, you know, um, it had to be an influence somehow. Um, early 70s, I would have been, like, I would have been five in 1970. I saw the Partridge family and, uh, you know, so David Cassidy and the band rocking it out. Oh yeah. Uh, and, uh, Beatles. I remember liking the Beatles a whole lot. Um, a lot of poppy kind of poppy crap stuff. Rick Springfield got into the go-go's and the new wave and punk rock. And yeah, yeah, it was weird. I came across, uh, I bought a, the Stray Cats album and I thought, eh, it's okay. And then I saw him in, uh, live in concert, and it, it was that moment when I saw Rockabilly being played in concert. Um, I, I, I mean, I was hooked. At, I was hooked at that point. So, I, I think it was the live show um, that did it for me. Um, the music's good. I mean, I got more into the music and understood it a little bit better. But seeing, you know, Lee Rocker, the bass player chasing around Brian Setzer with his big bass on top of his, you know, and, you know, their guitar stands were trash cans. So they put their guitar in the trash can, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So, okay. That time around that time, well, like well, around what year was that? Was that 80? What was that? 80, that 82? Uh, or was it a little bit before that? It, it, no, it would have been 82 or Possibly even eighty three. I think it was eighty two. Okay, when I saw him live, yeah. So were you playing? Were you playing guitar by then? Oh God, no, no. Uh, well, I think I had a guitar, but uh, I wasn't very good. I started out with drums, and I was even worse on drums. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought, well, you know, he'll come to me, and so yeah. Well, I didn't realize how much I'd have to work for it to come to me, and I didn't want to be stuck in the back of a band. I wanted to be up front for some some reason. Um, so I started playing guitar. I thought that would be easier, and ironically, it never came to me. Uh, I had to work at that. <laughs> so yeah, years and years and years of uh, playing crappy um stuff so oh yeah. well you know you 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 have you're too you're far too pretty to be stuck in the in the back behind the headstocks and symbols so it's a good idea oh, you you. Oh. you hopped up front thank you <laughs> so that's so is, sweet <laughs> oh oh shucks <laughs> it's the nicest thing anybody said to me today oh. hey you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> oh, um so did that and did that then in like inspire you to like dig in on the instrument or yeah yeah I, I started taking lessons shortly after i remember you know taking that uh you know a stray cat song and be like i want to play this and you know i'm sure the guitar instructor listened to it and listened to setzer's play and it's like yeah yeah i'd like to play like that too um but you know he he showed me a couple riffs um and uh i actually was able to retain those licks um but I turned out to be more of a rhythm player, um, and I never really worked at figuring out how to play lead. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, the, 
some people can sit down and just be a lead player and just play these incredible things, you know, and I was never like that. I never worked at it. So uh, that was part of the issue. Um, but I just never really had the ear for it. Um, I kind of had to, I don't know, this eventually years of playing, you know, it, it, it's come to me a little bit, but uh, I still got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um, all do. Um, yeah. yeah, I never, I never, um, you know, you can do, you know, like uh lead or whatever, come out, kind of fall out of your, fall out of your ass or whatever. But it's like, I really wasn't much of a lead player too. You know, I just never, um, there's certain things I can do, but yeah, yeah. I kind of, yeah. You got to be, you got to be a, a different, you got to be a different cool to play rhythm. <laughs> At least that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the, I like how that sounds. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. So okay, at this point you're okay. And then that time, around that time when you hear the Stray Cats, you're about 17 years old. And then when is, when do you start, um, you're working on the guitar here. Mm-hmm. And what, when do you, uh start your first band, join your first band. When was that in the, in the journey? Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of around that same time. I was playing with some, uh, other high school, uh, friends and, uh, you know, we were playing punk stuff. So mm-hmm. two finger bar chord, um, stuff, but it was more of a once in a while jam. We could never really get anything going where we'd have a show. You know, we'd, um, there was a couple talent shows. I think we were in that, you know, we'd play one or two songs and we barely made it through those. <laughs> um, and um, we did not win either. Uh, talent wasn't there. Um, yeah. And so I went to college. I was in a cover band. We did Ramones and Cramps and uh, Violent Femmes. Uh, pretty easy stuff to play, pick up. Um and uh so yeah i was just doing uh cover bands uh as much as i i I wrote a few songs here and there um that were more of the alternative rock okay um punk stuff um but it wasn't until the early 90s when i actually was like you know what it's time to start a rockabilly band okay and i never thought i could never thought i could play it just you know listening to setzer and stray cats i'm like I, there's no way I could play it, but <laughs> my buddy got an upright bass. I um, foolishly, thank God, I foolishly bought a Gretsch. I went into a record or a music uh, instrument store and set my sunglasses down on an amp and was sitting there playing a Gretsch. I got up, we left, drove about half an hour away. I was like, God oh, damn it, I forgot my sunglasses. <laughs> Went back to get my sunglasses and walked out with a $1,800 Gretsch. <laughs> Guy behind the counter was like, do you want the black case or the white case? I'm like, what's the price difference? He's like 80 bucks. So I'm like, I'll just take the black case. He comes out with a black case. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the white case. <laughs> Put it on a credit card. I'll worry about the money later. Sure. So, uh, yeah. Did you remember your sunglasses? <laughs> Yes, I did. I did. That was the most expensive pair of sunglasses. But well, yeah, that could that guitar is still with me, and that was ninety two or ninety three, I think. We were playing an alternative rock and roll band, but uh, it was just time to switch. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. So you still have it? Is that the one? Is that the one we see all the pictures? Is that the, still the same one? 
the big orange one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask, um, I was going to get into a little gear nerdetry here, but we'll, uh, we'll get in sure. there now. Um, okay. but yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask about the, uh, the Gretsch was it? Cause, uh, Brian Setzer plays Gretsch's right. I think yes, so. he does. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. was that kind of happened to, was that the inspiration or do you think it just was, it just, it just did the thing you wanted to. And it just happened to be that he also played Gretsch's. Um, Setzer played it. Eddie Cochran played it. Um, I, well, let me think here. Setzer was doing the orchestra around that time. Uh, just starting it out, I think, yeah. uh, early nineties. Um, yeah, he's pretty well known for that orange Gretsch. So I'm sure that that influenced me. Although when I was at the the instrument shop, they had a Brian Setzer model right next to the one that I ended up buying, and it had you know dice for the knobs. Sure. And um, I was just like, ah, I can't, I can't get that one. It just <laughs> felt it felt wrong. It felt like I was wanting to be. Brian Setzer or something, you know, it just didn't feel right. Although, you know, a guitar that my dream guitar is the Gretsch White Falcon. Oh, yeah. Um, Yep. And uh, I had the opportunity, if I would have spent like $500 more for when I bought, when I went back to get my sunglasses, um, I could have had the White Falcon. But I think I only had a two thousand dollar limit on my credit card, <laughs> <laughs> so there, there I, so I couldn't have bought it. Um, which sucks now because now there's three or four thousand. Yeah. Um, so this, you know, but um, I remember Setzer playing a white Falcon, um, and the thing looked huge on him. Um, it was just I like those big guitars, and then I realized, well, he's probably about half a foot. To a foot shorter than me, so yeah, of course it, it looks bigger. Yeah, uh, on him. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, Gretsch is just an iconic rockabilly guitar, um, and it's just so well known. So yeah, so I went with the orange one, probably because of Setzer. Um, but I did not get the Setzer model because of Setzer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, with it, that one is so stylized. Yeah, with the dice. And yeah, it, it's, yeah. you know, it's obviously spec'd out for him. So it's like that's, right. you right. almost pigeonhole yourself right. by getting that guitar, even though obviously right. you can play whatever, you know. Right. But, right. Yeah, Gretsch's do a, I, I've never owned a Gretsch. I've only played like the real, I guess more the cheap ones. Like, what do they call that? Something ju- Jet Junior or something oh, yeah, like that. The, it's like 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's super sick and I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll go play a $1,500 one um, and see how that feels compared to the, the jet. I can't remember what, what that brand is. Um, I should know, but I, I'm not really that much of a tech geek. So, um, but yeah, try a $1,500 one. Um, when I was out looking for guitars before I bought that Gretsch, we went to a, a place in Louisville. Was, this was around Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, where I was living. Um, and uh, there's a place, I think it was called Guitar Emporium, um, where they had a bunch of old classic Gretsch guitars, mm. you know, $3,000. And I'd sit down to play one, the strings were popping off the bridge, and it's just like, 
these sound like crap. So that's why I ended up buying this one. It was brand new and it plays great. And I, you know, it's not old. And although now I wouldn't mind like an old white Falcon, but, um, you know, whatever. So. <laughs> yeah. The, the white Falcon kind of seems to be like the, uh, kind of the grail of the, of the Gretches, huh? It, it was. I was watching a review. Somebody was playing it the other day, and he's like, yeah, this is kind of like the holy grail of guitars. And I'm like, yeah, oh, oh. all right. <laughs> so I asked my wife a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, what do I have to sell so I can get my dream guitar? Because they, they bought one for me. They bought uh, a Gretsch Electromatic for me on my 50th birthday. Okay. Are they... They, my, my wife and kid, they allowed me to buy one, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but at that point in time, my, I, I thought that because of health issues that I wouldn't be playing again. Oh yeah. And, uh, it was just kind of something I wanted to do for 50th birthday and I wasn't playing at that point. Um, and now that I'm able to play, I'm like, all right, maybe I got to rethink this. <laughs> life is too short and uh part of this was is because i went to cream city uh music here in uh milwaukee area yeah. and uh they had a gretch white falcon way up high out of reach mm -hmm. and i took a photo sent it to my wife saying it's a good thing this thing's too high up but i ended up asking the guy to take it down and i strummed it and played it a few i'm just like oh okay what do i gotta do to have my dream guitar before i'm too old to play, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so we've kind of talked about it and, uh, yeah, I'm working toward doing it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just, I was going to mention cream city cause they have, you know, do they, is it the Gretsch room? Is that what they have there? I can't quite remember. Or is they, it... they, they used to, okay. it used to be a Gretsch room. Now it's just, uh, the acoustic guitar that's room. Right. Um, okay. They have a Gretsch, kind of a Gretsch section wall. Um, so I'm not, sh you know, I don't know why they switched that or anything. But, yeah, they still have a lot of Gretsches there. Yeah, I, I know I, I I don't get to make it there too often. But the last time I went there, we went, I went in the acoustic room. I was with my brother-in-law and they had a, uh, a Buck Owens. Yeah, the red, white, and blue acoustic. Oh, yeah. Yep. They had one yep. of those. I was like, oh. So I grabbed that and I played that and for a little bit and it was Oh, this is so rad. And then I, you know, it's a couple, couple gur at this point, you know, not like the, yeah. uh, what was it like 50 bucks, you know, back when it first came out in the catalog. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it was, yeah. but it was rad and it had, you know, it had the mojo, you know. Right, so. right. <laughs> but, but 50 bucks when it came out in the catalog is what? Compared to today's sure. fifty bucks, so, sure, you know. sure, yeah, it was still uh, a good amount of money for damn sure, you know. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, I, I know that you got the, uh, you got that new, what is it, the Tone Master Fender amp now? I, I did. I, I sold my other amp and a guitar so that I could purchase that. Um, right. uh yeah, getting older and uh, trying to carry around tube amps, not so much fun. Um, and uh, that's becoming apparently, it's becoming blatantly obvious the older I get that I can't carry stuff like that around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's only, I went from like 
45 pounds down to 33 pounds, but it's amazing what the 12 pound difference is. Yeah. Um, this thing, I mean, I'm just thrilled with this and I didn't think I would be, I, I thought I would never go back to a solid state, um, amp, yeah. but uh, a friend of mine on Facebook, bought one and i was conversing with him and he plays a lot he plays rockabilly all kinds of music mm -hmm. and i was you know i thought tell me what you think and he he loved it and so i i uh right when the pandemic hit um i was able to pick one up before everything shut down sure um i wasn't allowed to go in the store but the guy at cream city brought it out and handed it to me and i've been happy with it yeah it just sounds good yeah, for, oh, I yeah I went to a music store. Uh, I don't know, you know, call it a month ago or whatever, and they have they had one there, and I you know it's you know that's part of the selling point is that you know it's it's light as shit you know so I picked it up and I'm like, oh yeah this thing is is really light for sure and then you know I called my wife over and I said hey pick this thing up and she kind of looked at me because she know you know like my yeah, amp oh, yeah. is a you know is a tank much, you know, it's like 70 pounds or something like that. It's freaking nuts. So she picks it up and she's, Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I could get away with doing, you know, everything I do with it, but it, I would definitely have fun because it does yeah, do a different, yeah. you know, it does do a different thing that, you know, I'm, I'm also looking for, you know, I got, I got the high gain amp, you know, but it would be nice right. to have kind of a, a lower gain, you know, pedal platform kind of, kind of thing, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I went with the, uh, the twin speakers as opposed to, they've got the single, uh, speaker, uh, version of it, which I think is only 23 pounds or somewhere like that. So, like uh, super light, but I wanted a little bit more of a fuller sound and yeah, I'd watch the comparison videos on YouTube and, uh, you know, the guy's like, yeah, I can tell a little bit of a difference, but I don't, it's not that much of a difference yeah. between the two um and so they got a lot of really good reviews and they did have when i went in and i played that gretch they did have one of my old amps which was a twin speaker uh crate amp that was like 65 pounds and i took a mm -hmm. photo of it and sent it to my wife because she remembers me trying to carry that thing around and i thought well i'm just gonna see if i can pick it up and i just i'm like oh i can't uh, nope. do it <laughs> nope <laughs> not gonna try i take i take too long to heal these days so uh yeah, nope. yeah i hear you i hear you what is the uh the tone master what is that like uh is that a twin re reverb that they based off yeah. what are they, okay yeah 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 okay yeah and it's close yeah. so that yeah and you know if you're playing live it, it if it's that close and it doesn't weigh that much and you know, it's a, it's a fender solid state amp. So really should work how it should for yeah as long as yeah. you need it to. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I said earlier, I'm not, not a tech uh, geek. So um, I don't know a whole lot about this kind of stuff, but they had an XLR jack in the back. So I can run my XLR are out into my PA system and it's like, I don't have to mic the amp. Yeah. And I can use my amp as a monitor and play it through the, the mains. And it's just it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like you said, I can adjust the, uh, the wattage. So I'm not like pushing out like 
you know, I could just play a small room or I can play a great big room and it sounds good. So, yeah, the technology these days, especially with amps is, is, uh, is nice and yeah. overwhelming, <laughs> you know, and all yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, yeah. you know, we, uh, we're in the middle of the, the nerd talk here and, um, you know, I know this, but you, uh, you know, you did have some health issues. I don't know if you feel like talking about that at all or. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. um, no, it was basically, um, years and years of playing, uh, years of, not taking good care of myself with, uh, you know, nutrition and being up late, getting up early, drinking or drugging, whatever. Um, years and years of playing. So I had a lot of scar tissue in my arms. So I'd have pain whenever I, I was playing with a guy back in Philadelphia. Um, and uh, we'd do a show and I would be in pain. It wasn't like intense pain, but it was aching pain uh, for like a week or so after playing. Um, and I thought, okay, I'll just quit playing for a little while, take a month off, go back to it. Same thing, pain. I'll do acupuncture massage. I'll go and have it looked at, you know, it's like, maybe I'll work out. I'll get more exercise and build up muscles and same thing over and over. So I thought, basically I thought, okay, I'm done. I mean, I, I'm tired of being in pain. Yeah. Um, but also as a visual artist, you know, there for a while I was able to paint, uh, draw and stuff, but that eventually started to hurt. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I got to do some research. Yeah. Um, and I did research and I found a, um, what is it? Uh, internet, uh, a group of physicians called Musicians Physicians. Okay. And there happened to be one over in Pewaukee that was a part of that. Um and uh, I started going to him and, you know, I had been to doctor after doctor, chiropractor, acupuncturist, just, you know, explaining, going over the whole story. I'm like, here I am again, back in another doctor's office. I got to tell the damn story again. Right. And I, I was up front with him. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not optimistic at all. Um, so I worked with him and uh, he broke up the scar tissue and I did everything that he told me to do exercises, uh, stretching exercises, um, nutritional supplements. Uh, and lo and behold, he got me back to playing. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll never play three to five hour shows again. And uh, of course, now I'm playing three, four hour shows, uh, <laughs> but I'm not hurting yeah. as much. There's some irritation, but it's it's bearable. Um, it's manageable. Um, and I, it never occurred to me that, you know, playing guitar, playing music is like a sport. So you're using tons of muscles in your hands, arms. You got you to gotta stretch those things out. Yeah. And so I was stretching out 15 minutes before I play and then stretching out 15 minutes after I play. I'm like, you know, you being a musician, you know, you just want to pick up the guitar and start playing. I don't want to do, I don't want to do stretches. No, before. no. But, um, so yeah, it was pretty, uh, yeah. And unfortunately he moved to Nashville, unfortunately for me. Um, great for him because he treated musicians. He was, I probably shouldn't say who he was treating, but you know, he, he was in Chicago at a huge concert at the, um, the baseball field. Okay. Um, he'd be flown out to Red Rocks in Colorado 
just so the band the band would fly them out so they could be treated before mm. they go on stage. Um, so you know, great for him. Yeah, bad for me. But I know he like when he when he left, he's like, you know, the exercises, you know, what you need to do. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked myself up my pity potty and I went on about my way and. Here we are. There you go. So, no, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. luckily, yeah, I've heard of that musician's phys- physicians, easy enough for every anybody to say. <laughs> yeah. I've I've heard of that. Um Yeah, no, man, it was lucky that um it was right in Pewaukee, you know. Yeah. So, Blown right, away. I mean, how more or less right down the road from you, you know. Yeah. I how I don't want to say, you know, it was an act of God or, but it was a blessing. I mean, how could that be any more right to find one of those that was, you know, 20 minute drive for me Yeah, and that I could go to twice a week and three times a week for a while. And then, yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. It was cool because one of, uh, one of our first shows, it was probably the second year that we were together, um, we were playing right outside that doctor's office on Pewaukee Lake. And so it was like, I've come full circle. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever play again. I went to this guy and now I'm playing a three hour gig in front of their office and feeling good about it. So I got treated and then went over and played. So, Couldn't have worked any better. Couldn't no, have worked any better. No, yeah. No. I, uh, you know, if I'm sitting here, if I'm going to go, you know, if I just grab the guitar or if I, uh, if I'm going to, de- you know, end up demoing something or whatever, I don't do any, any warm ups or anything like that. No. Just kind of, you know, just going to ease into it or, or whatever. But yeah, when, when you go to play a gig, yeah, it was, I, you know, you're stretching your arms and your fingers and the whole deal. And then you're, you know, get down on the ground and stretching your legs and stuff. So it's like, you know, I'm playing, you know, I'm, I'm playing the, the, loud rocking out stuff i'm you know I'm, I'm a fat guy but i'm running around and jumping around and all that stuff so it's like you know i'm 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 nearing 40 now you know but you know obviously i can't even even when i was younger i'd still hurt myself <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. now it's super yeah. important but yeah me and the uh me and the drummer would be sitting there you know stretching arms out and then everybody be walking by and just kind of like what are these freaking nutsacks doing? But yeah, it's so yeah. I don't pull a hammy, damn yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I got some shit for, you know, needing like, be like, Hey, we got to take a break or something, you know, other people that don't have the pain don't understand. And sometimes they can be kind of cruel by being like calling you names, like, Oh, you wimp, yeah. you know, come on, wimp. Um, but yeah, I was down for eight years mm. and talk wow. about depressing yeah. because I'd be like, look at, look at Paul McCartney. He's like, what's in his seventies and he's still playing. Somebody did have a good point. They're like, well, you don't know what goes beyond, goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and that's true. Um, yeah. it's some things I read. It's like musicians don't like to talk about because then they don't get booked because the people are worried that they're not going to show up because they've got. You know, I don't know how true that is, but now I'm not going to have any shows because I'm on. Can I get more podcast in my monitor? <laughs> ah, no one's listening anyways. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how much. Um, I maybe at some point, um, in the world, maybe that would have been the thing where they wouldn't, you know, book you or whatever, because yeah. yeah. you know that. But just with like all the new information that's come, like you know, even sports with like uh, you know the concussion protocols and stuff like that, or other kind of, you know, there's all sorts of like. Uh, there's a lot more awareness now of all sorts of stuff. So I don't think, I don't think that would happen. Maybe I'm sure you'd find right. some dickhead to do that, right. but you yeah. probably don't want to work with them anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, a lot of the bigger things that we've, well, bigger things like the uh, fairs or something like that, they usually have contracts you got to sign. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to be, be signing a contract if, I, if I'm not going to be able to play it. Oh, right. Uh, and it's not like I can't play. I just might be in pain for, a, but <laughs> knock on wood, it's not happening. So sure. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, you found a, you found the right guy. You, uh, you know, and that and it and it's working. It's worked. So yep. why yep. why wouldn't yep. it continue to yeah. to work? So yeah. Um, how long has uh, how long has the Rockabilly Rebels been the Rockabilly Rebels? We started in 2017, so I think in the spring of 2017. That's right, okay. And, um, yeah, I think we had a show within a a couple weeks, so it's kind of like scrambled to come up with a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, then uh, we um, – I ended up getting all new players a year after, I think. A little bit over a year after, and we've been together since. Uh, although we do have a, a new bass player now, um, so yeah, yeah. Because when we when I played with you, yeah, that was in. I want to say that was in that I think that was in 2017. At some point, it would have been the fall. I think it was starting to get cool. Yeah, something about like about yeah. then. Yeah, something like but yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you bail, you know. Again, thank you. You bailed you bailed me out a couple of times on on gigs at that thing. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. You guys are, you know, I'm I'm not wasn't super familiar with um, rockabilly, but you know, it kind of goes in with country. Well, you know, there's elements, yeah. I suppose, right. from right, from right. each way. And you know, when we were trying, you know, I know we talked about this, but like when I was trying to book the old thing that I was in it was very difficult to try to find bands that are anything, you know, oh, yeah. like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. So when I found right. you, I was like, okay, they, they play the same in the same ish realm, but then you're also really good, <laughs> which, <laughs> which helps. So. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And it's I, interesting. It, it's interesting to see more recent shows as opposed to like, you know, within the past year, as opposed to the first year that we were playing. I'm like, oh, my God, I thought we were really good then. And, you know, we were. Yeah. But, you know, a few years later, it's like, wow, we're even I think we're even better. But, you know, I'm biased. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, nothing, um, nothing against the uh the previous iteration but yeah i would say i would say you guys are better now just you know i haven't seen you live in the flesh but i've seen a bunch of videos and yeah yeah, they're right the guys that you got are with are are really really good 
and I have to thank them because they're the ones that are making my songs sound good. Um, and that's Kurt Weber on drums, Lorenzo Rapani on guitar, and uh, John Steffes is on bass. Brett Baxter was with us for quite a while, um, so he needs a little shout out too because Absolutely. you know without without them believing in the songs that I'm writing. Uh, I'd still be in the basement playing, which, you know, just happens I'm back in the basement playing because of the pandemic, but, um, you know, they've been great. So very supportive. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's good when you can find a group of dudes that buy in and, you know, they, um, you know, I I guess, I, I mean, your, your, your names on the, band so it like it's your band I, I guess i mean obviously i don't know what the inner workings are but nonetheless like to for them to be able to yeah buy in and you know take your ideas and make them bigger and grander you know shout yeah. out definitely to all yeah. those all those yeah. dudes yeah that's a, a <laughs> i wish i could share it but it's a really funny story how my name got attached to the front of it but i can't go into it not in pu- not in public at least not maybe in, public, in private huh? but um but yeah yeah they're yeah scandalous yes. <laughs> not really scandalous just humorous sure. and I, but i i don't want to offend anybody so no nah, that's all good um, I'm, not, I'm not going down that can't go down that road unfortunately do you- <laughs> when you uh when you write, what is your writing approach? Is it, do you have a fully formed idea ready to go? Or do you just come in with like the basic riff or how, how does it work when you're writing, writing songs and then bring it to the band? I would say all the above, but I, I I probably have very seldom gone in with a whole idea. Um, Usually what, I'll sit around, I'll be playing guitar and I'll come up with a riff. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of cool or chord progression. Right. Um, and then I'll kind of have that and then I'll write words to that. Um, a couple of years ago, it's funny, we got a pop-up camper and uh, my daughter and I camped out in the driveway one one evening, but she, she would go to sleep and I'd, I'd get my guitar out and a notepad and, and uh, just start playing. And I... I collect, um, like if somebody says something or an old phrase, like I got a bone to pick with you, I'll write it down. And so I have had a whole list of, of those. And, um, I picked, I got a bone to pick with you and just started strumming. And that's how that song came together. It was just sitting out in the camper. Um, and you know, I came up with that. And plus uh, around that time, that would have been 2018, I think, um, you know, just looking at stuff on Facebook, dealing with social media and it's like all these opinions. And so it's like, oh, this is perfect. You know, it's like, I got a bone to pick with everybody. (laughs) So everybody probably has bones to pick with someone. So everyone should be able to relate to the song. Sure. Um, and so that's how that one came together. Um, Sometimes I'll get like a, like my daughter got a ukulele and I just sat around and started playing. You know, that was just inspiring because I came up with a few chords and I'm like, oh, I'll just write a song. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just kind of, kind of all over the place. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, 
like uh like for me i don't write lyrics and melodies you know i i don't th- i don't think too many people want to hear me sing so um but i yeah i'm a i'm a psycho so i'll come i typically write a full song like i'll demo the full song i'll have drums bass the whole thing okay. and then it's like here <laughs> you know but like um once we get once we get going here cuz we're 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 we've been demoing for a long time, a um, couple of the guys that I was in the um, two fifteen with. So we've been working on demos, and it's just yeah, you know, you um, the whole twenty twenty thing happens, and that slows everything down, and then you know uh, life happens and stuff, which is just fine. You know, we're we're definitely taking our time, but yeah, I'm a psycho. I will uh, <laughs> I, I will demo the whole thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. It, it's. I normally, I normally will come up with like, uh, I'll have a feel in my head, you know? So then that's, that's why that's kind of how the whole thing demos out. Cause I have like a, okay. a feel, you know, in mind. Yeah. So then it's like, well, you know, if you play guitar, like, Oh, I was thinking this, it's like, well, why don't I just like program some drums and I'll just show you, you know, it just, right. <laughs> it, right. you get a full, right. Right. in my idea, right. you get kind of a full thing, especially cause we're not, you know, we're not like a full, fully functioning band. You right. know, right. So I think uh, part of that's good for just the songwriting process is because I do the same thing. I'll just open up GarageBand and pick a drum. You know, it's not really programming it, but um, you know, I'll, I'll throw on the rhythm guitar and then I'll start fooling around with a lead and be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And then I'll throw some effects on it, and um, yeah. maybe it needs. I, I haven't put keyboards on anything yet, but oh, like slide guitar steel. Uh, pedal steel or lap steel um and just kind of mess with it and then yeah send it to the guys and be like this is what i've come up with and then when we get together uh we'll kind of bounce a little bit more ideas off of each other but yeah yeah i mean i think that's a great way to to write music um just so you can kind of get it out and yeah so the guys and uh, you know my my approach. Pro- once we get, you know, playing together and stuff, I'm sure my approach will will change. But just as far as all the when um, my old band was when two fifteen was getting all back together, we had like this amount of time, like no time mm. to write yeah. a bunch of songs and do the whole shit. So it's it kind of right. was like right. I had to do it that way, and that's how it, how. It, we got to, right. you know, we got the time, right. you know? Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. And we'll, now it's probably a really good time to do that with COVID and not being yeah. able to get together. Yeah. Um, makes it a little difficult. Yeah. And now, you know, and then I can just send the songs to the singer and he can take his time and, and uh, write melodies, whatever it may be. And then he knows where, like, he knows where stuff's going on, you know, with the drums yeah. and the whole thing. So yeah. it does work That's out. Cool. And then once we get to that, you know, we could release that as demos you know, yeah. get them mixed and, you know, so sweet technology, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's something I've been thinking about. It's like, we're not doing anything. It'd be really nice to record. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we really should get together. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do some uh, tracks and I'll send it over to our drummer who just needs to know what the beats per minute is. And so that, he can lay down the drum tracks to it and then he'll send it back to me and then I'll maybe send it to the bass player and then the guitar player. Um, 
luckily we all have some kind of technology that we can fiddle with. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's, there's been a lot of people, um, that have done that. I, uh, I, you know, I listen to, I listen to podcasts all the fucking time. So it's like, I was listening to up, um, Chris Shiflett's podcast from the Foo Fighters and he had, I can't, I can't remember the, the woman's name, but she had just come out with or Yeah. I think just came out with an album, like, you know, whatever, a month ago at this point. And that's how they, that's how she recorded her, the album is Mm -hmm. she had a producer. They, I think they worked on stuff before, you know, this whole shit happened and then the shit happened. So she had to go home. So then she, yeah, recorded the guitars and blah, 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 and then sent it to him. And then he brought in studio musicians and they played okay. all the songs. She's just like, I have no idea what's going on with the songs. She heard them here with just her playing guitar and then maybe singing. I don't know. And then it came back as a fully fledged band. <laughs> okay. But I wow. mean, it, it's possible and yeah. it's an option for sure. And especially since yeah, yeah. all your guys have ways to, to do it. Yeah. You know, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, well, and it keeps us busy, and it just gives us something. You know, gives me something to to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's what's out. really important right now is just having something. Have you know? That's why I'm doing a weekly uh, live stream from the basement. It's just to make sure I'm still playing. Yeah, that I've got something to look forward to, yeah. um, and maybe bring a little joy to someone's evening you know so. yeah yeah it's it's fun I've, I've you know i haven't been able to watch the whole thing yeah you know but i've i've gone in in bits and pieces and stuff like that yeah it's yeah. fun man and yeah you just kind of you keep you keep your chops up you keep the songs in your head and you just kind yeah. of stay involved one way or another you know yeah but you guys you guys just had a um you guys played a show not that long ago, right? Was that September sometime? You guys had a had a gig. I know it was an outdoor um, gig. Was it September? Yeah, it was September. I think it was September. We played down in Janesville. Yeah, with um, Dar- uh, Daryl Broton from Gas Can Alley. Oh, you okay. went down. Yeah, uh, they were putting on their uh, Atomic voodoo meltdown oh yeah 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 uh event so i think that's the one that we played um yeah. we were actually pretty lucky and played a number of shows we had a ton of really good shows canceled yeah obviously um but we were able to still play some outdoor gigs some indoor socially distant gigs although now we're talking about well i'm not going to do an indoor gig um yeah. unless it's something where I know everything's social distanced. Um, so, um, but yeah, we were one of the, the lucky few that, that played and I had some solo gigs. Um, and so that, that was good. And I'm not comfortable in that kind of environment at all. Um, getting better, but I've always liked being able to hide behind a band. So if, you know, we screw up, I could blame someone else. Uh, But with COVID, it's kind of made me think that now's the time to start really 
getting my chops up for just doing a solo thing. And that's another reason I'm doing the, the Thursday night things. Um, because I got some new pedals. I've never been like one of these people that like pre-programmed things or, you know, drum machines. But I got a cool drum pedal. And so now I'm kind of building up the sound a little bit. I've got a loop. So I'm kind of fiddling with that. So I can, I just have a feeling that full bands are not going to be playing as often. I think it's going to be more one or two people. Okay. Just, just because, you know, if you got a stage in your venue, you got to have certain amount of social distancing. Um, but I, I have a feeling that that that's going to be probably a little bit more prevalent when like next year you know yeah who knows when the full bands are going to be able to play again in venues so yeah no doubt well yeah and you always you did the um kind of one-man show stuff you know on and off here for a while with like the uh what do you got a bass drum and a snare and yeah. you do it with your feet and all that kind of stuff yeah i started that in 97 98 i think because i got tired of playing with other people and <laughs> so I found a bass drum at a farmer's auction and picked that up and then started adding snare and a couple cymbals, ride cymbal, crash cymbal, hi-hat, did a cowbell with my head for a while. <laughs> um, and But then I started having some pain and I started playing with that guy in Philadelphia. Uh, so I stopped doing the one-man band as much. And I do it from time to time, but yeah, uh, yeah I'm just having having a lot more fun doing just the pedal stuff and standing there with my guitar and it's a lot less work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is in a way. Yeah. In a way, you know, yeah. yeah, it's a different, it's a different work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's neat. What do you got? Like one of the, what are those called? Like beat bodies or something like that? I don't know if that's what the pedal it's, is. That's, no? that's exactly what it is. It it's is. a beat buddy. Although I'm trying to come up with a little bit, you know, cooler name because when you're on stage and it's like hey i'm bruce humphries and this is my beat buddy <laughs> it, does, it just doesn't sound right so um but yeah that's exactly what it is it's uh it's just it's a cool little thing the drums sound pretty good yeah for you know what it is um actually sound really good um and so I'm trying to kind of not be a pedal or a pre-programmed snob anymore because I get it in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I tried, um, I bought a looper. I ended up selling it, but I just, what I was planning on doing is something like a, you know, maybe like a duo or something like that. And it just mm -hmm. never, Right. It never got to that point, and I was like, ah, you know, right. whatever. I'll just put the uh, the loud rock band pedal board back together, you know. Right. But right. yeah, that's a it's a in a neat. Uh, the I had a I had a lot of fun messing with the looper, you know. And then the I didn't have the beat buddy thing. I think it had like two beats or something like that. You know, you could just put it on to oh, you know, keep yeah. keep tempo or whatever. But um, yeah, more or less, right? Oh, um, Casio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's I have a, I have one. <laughs> yeah. Da da da. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you remember that song? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay. That can. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that the uh, to- total Casio man? Yeah. The, the uh, <laughs> what was that the Volkswagen commercial brought that back? Yeah. Up? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh yeah. That that uh, uh, exposed the, the whole. The band's n- the band's name's Trio for you boys and girls at home. That's right. That's exactly what it is. This is a nice little quirky song. It's kind of fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. All right, let's see here. Yeah, so you know we're getting we're getting close here to the to the end. But we'll um, you guys have well. Speaking of uh, uh, on your Thursdays here, you've been doing the live stream on your um, on your Facebook page, um, and then next wait uh, the twelfth, you guys have you have a full band. Yeah, it's coming up two weeks. Your stuff, man. I tried. It's like the only notes I took. (laughs) <laughs> um, when are you playing next yeah. yes uh november 12th uh through aca entertainment over in waukesha i believe is where that's at uh yeah live stream um seven to eight thursday it's free um full band it's the last thing on our calendar yeah and is that i didn't see on the is it going to be a facebook live or is it not uh determined it is yet? it it is Facebook Live, okay. and it, it will be through the ACA Entertainment uh, Facebook page. Right. And they've been great, great, great to us. Um, they've booked us for a few shows, uh, the Pyramid uh, Pizza event venue over in Lake Mills. I've uh, got a few solo gigs from them, and they've been very supportive. So I'm really looking forward to going to their studio and and having one last 2020 <laughs> full band rock out. Yeah, and you're only, you know you can play for an hour so you can kind of like you know you just kind of yeah. you run yourself out, you know, you can can sell out on it if you will and Yeah. Yeah, yep. it'll be rad. Yeah, my um my buddy is called 20 Watt Tombstone. They did a couple of like lives and they um you know, full the full feed, the whole deal. And they're really right. rad, you know. They're a lot of nice. They're a lot of work, um, you know. But yeah, they really they did all all the. It was it was rad. It was really freaking cool. So I'm nice. sure yours will end up being um, just as I cool. Hope. So yeah, <laughs> no, you you. It's do just going to be you know. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with again with the pandemic 2020, it's like some things just don't matter. So we don't get together to practice. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's okay. Yeah. Well, if we mess up, it's like, hey, it's 2020. You know? we've, the whole we've thing got is fucked excuse. up. Yeah. yeah. You think that cord was fucked up? Look outside your window. Turn on your television. Yeah, right. Oh, it's disgusting. Just, it's yeah. just horrible. Yeah, it is. But, yeah, yeah um, and it's going to be a long time before us musicians are back out. You yeah. Know, people don't understand that. Yeah, and I've got I've got some great friends that are love music and stuff, and I, yeah, nah, I'm not going to go there. It's just <laughs> it's going to be a long time if we can't get it together, you know, as people, as a world, as whatever. If we can't get it together, musicians are going to be screwed for a while. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's you know, and all the um, we're losing venues left and right. Yeah. And, you know, I shouldn't say musicians. There's a lot more than just musicians. Sure. Sure. But uh, I mean, that's, you know, there's going to be, what did I, 
something I read like um, could be up to 15, gosh, it might be million. Yeah, probably 15 million gig, you know, type employees could be looking for yeah. work by the time yeah. whatever this is all said and done. Yeah. Oh, God, yep. it's ridiculous, but... Uh, I'm glad we're ending on a happy note here because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to hear you. I know it kind of took a downturn there for a moment, but um, here I'm going to switch the – so you got a little different look there. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, if you want – you got the show that we t- – <laughs> you're very, very upfront there. Um, you got the uh, show that we talked about in a couple weeks. Um you know, I know you lost a bunch of gigs this year, but you, you know, you've got a bunch rescheduled for next year. So um, I've, I've got one just a Waukesha County Fair is the only one rescheduled. I haven't even bothered sending out um, emails to anybody about whether they're booking. I'm just yeah. assuming that people are not booking for sure. next year. But, but yeah, but yeah, hopefully fingers crossed. Yeah, no kidding. So you got anything else you want to plug? You want to, uh, what, what is uh, BruceHumphreys.com all about? Um, so you could go there to check out videos, um, tour dates. <laughs> uh, um, and sound samples. Um, we're on Spotify. So check out Spotify, Apple, um, all those major streaming places. Um thingamajigs that they're called um yeah i'm not tech savvy i told you that so yeah I, i've still listened to records we don't have any vinyl out but we do have cds <laughs> there you go and you're making the transition slowly from facebook to the instagram uh i'm trying kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah i know it, uh facebook is such a um uh, you know facebook <laughs> well it's, it, it's toxic and it's dysfunctional um and i'm trying to get rid of that in my life so yeah uh, oh, that's yeah. what i that's my opinion um but yeah i'm trying to get on youtube and uh well i'm on youtube but i'm trying to figure out how to get really high quality audio and i'm struggling with that so okay well well yeah. when you uh when I stop recording, we'll talk about that for a moment. Moment, I might be able to give you a little bit of um, something on that. So, but uh, let's see here. Okay, we got at uh, rockabillyrebels.usa on the Instagrams. Check out brucehumphreys.com. You can find all the stuff that uh, is going on with the band and potentially will be going on with the band. And we'll, you can get all the music at all the uh, places you get music from. And uh, did I get everything? I think I got everything, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. This has been uh, this has been uh, Bruce Humphreys on Can I Get More Podcasts on My Monitor. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, thank you, John. Okay. There you have it. Bruce Humphreys, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, visit uh, BruceHumphreys.com or uh, go to the Instagram page at rockabillyrebels.usa to follow the band, whatever they're doing. Uh, They have a Facebook live show on November 12th. Uh, The link for the event will be in the bio. Um, If you want to, please follow my show on Facebook and Instagram. It's at podcast in my monitor. Or if you'd like to follow me, Facebook, Instagram, and Parler, 
uh, at the Johnny Ruckus. Uh, please like and subscribe on uh, on YouTube. It helps a lot. I would definitely appreciate that. Uh, visit anchor.fm slash podcast on my monitor. Uh, if you'd like to listen to the podcast version, it'll be on all the um, places that you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, you name it, it's there. Uh, please visit the t-shirt store, teespring.com slash stores slash the Johnny Ruck Tees. And again, thanks, everybody. Uh, Be a little better today than you were yesterday. Bye now.